0: What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Man, we had a lot of fun recording the show this week. It is really football heavy. I will, I will warn you now: if you don't like football, and if you don't like cold brew, you won't like this show. <laughs> uh, Sorcerer Chromatic and I, uh, you know, we we get long-winded when it comes to football. I know that. You know that. If it's not your thing, that' uh, too bad. But we talk about the NFL draft leading up to the draft. I know this is Friday, April 29th, and the draft started April 28th. So by now, you all have known who at least was drafted in the first round, maybe second round, depending on when you listen to the show. Um, So we go a little bit on the the top rated players uh, that are entering in the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, during the beer news segment, we do get into uh, a couple of AB InBev story and one new brewery in the Bay Area from the South Bay. Uh, you know, it's not I wouldn't say my hometown, but when people out here ask me where I'm from, I say San Jose because people know where kind of where San Jose is more so than Santa Clara. Unless you're a football fan, then you know exactly. Well, you know of Santa Clara because the 49 have their uh, play their home games in that city anyway so we go through all that uh we talk a little bit about our daughters like usual and at the end i plug m- my video with amanda bear Lecter. don't forget to watch that on youtube search cold brew podcast and uh you know subscribe hit that <laughs> smash that like button and hit subscribe we got one subscriber already a little shout out to fausty walnuts Thank you so much! He's our first subscriber. <laughs> he deserves a word. Maybe I'll uh I'll send him a, a sticker. We got cold brew stickers. Hey, any of y'all want a cold brew sticker? Just hit me up on Instagram or email us at coldbrewpodcast at gmail dot com. I'll send you a sticker and a coaster free of charge. I'll pay the postage. How's that? All right. You want you want that? <laughs> I know a few of you do. Some of you all like to collect stickers out there—beer uh, stickers, podcast stickers, brewery stickers. Whatever y'all want to do, coasters, whatever. Throw them around, give them to your friends, put them on your Christmas tree. Just, uh, just DM, DM me or email me, and uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Speaking of DMs, and Untapped, search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us, and we'll friend you back. Uh, one more thing about our YouTube channel—I hope to add more videos soon and the beer combos that I have with people I will ask them if they want to be on video or not if they say okay then you will get a video on YouTube I already got one positive feedback about our video and that it helps this person uh concentrate or at least uh is more interested in listening to the beer convo because I get it I get it there are just some people out there who rather watch a video than listen to a boring ass podcast All right, uh, so without further ado, it's time for another Cold
1: Brew. I was five and he was six. We rode on
0: horses made of sticks. He wore black and I wore white. Always win the fight. bang, bang shut me down, bang, bang I hit the ground, bang, bang That sound, bang, bang My baby Coming at you, down. pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am the hypocrite of the Arizona craft beer community. My name is Greg, along with my co-host, Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer.
1: Yes, still in her-
0: <laughs> the parts unknown or uh, undisclosed location.
1: Hey, you know, look, I, I gotta ask you something before I forget. So, I don't know okay. if you might wanna like edit this out of the show. Okay. But like because of uh, the the very uh, the very free uh, like gun carrying laws. Hmm. Do you, like do you know if you go to a spot like the owners got a piece somewhere in the in the building?
0: Ooh, that's that's a good question. Um. I think,
1: and and that's the thing you don't you don't fucking walk into a place and as an owner of the place gonna tell you no, no matter yeah. what
0: right. You know I've never it's never crossed my mind whatsoever. I yeah. I mean I guess maybe it's just growing up in the Bay Area we just figure for the most part if you're in a liquor store there's a good chance the <laughs> there's a shotgun behind the counter. Uh, you know a mom and pop right. liquor store not a Seven Eleven. But um, over here maybe. Um, Every once in a while, I, I get I get like the vibe that maybe someone's got a because you can there's CCWs out here concealed uh, carry concealed weapon uh, permits you can get one yeah so I right. mean I know there's a lot of I mean you can
1: get them here but they're hard to get I mean, right but I was just wondering. oh really I thought everyone could conceal I thought it was like one of the the, the more liberal uh, gun laws if you will
0: no I think or not
1: uh, liberal but like uh, I guess what was liberal isn't free.
0: Yeah, no, I, I knew what you meant. No, I think, from what I understand from uh, one of the guys, a couple of the guys at work who have uh, CCW, um, you have to like, they have to like take a class, yeah. and they have to register for it and take a class and all that stuff to make sure that they learn all the laws, what to do, what not to, just be responsible um, gun owners. Right. And I know that, that for a fact that the, because uh, we've talked about different. Um, uh, incidences where you know people pull out Guns or whatever in you know in public And um, they have mixed feelings Like on one end they're like uh, You know th- this person Has every right to to Defend his or herself but on the other Side the, uh, they, they see it sometimes As sloppy you know They're not being resp- uh, they're, They could do better at being re- more responsible Correct right. But uh, as far as going into, like, a you know a privately owned business, it's never crossed my mind. I'm going to start thinking about it now. Gee, <laughs> thanks a lot for making me paranoid.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what my thing is, is, like, comparing California and Arizona. And this isn't, like, trying to say what's better or what's not. Yeah. It just... And put it this way, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I still go to a bar or a tap room or you know anywhere a store in in california Mm -hmm. and there's someone with the gun whether they should have it legally or not right now obviously nothing that happened with the gun but it was there versus i i think i think that the the chance of that is pretty low even though it it's probable right where in arizona there's a better chance of that however because another person might have a gun too it's like the, the the like the people handling the guns don't just have them to have them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. been like I, I I respect the fact that there's a lot of gun owners that are that are responsible mm-hmm. and mindful of of what that tool is versus uh, just a bunch of uh, you know wannabe gangsters running around <laughs> playing you know <laughs> playing but, but what i and or... saying Yeah, but what I'm saying is that's the danger is just eventually that line's going to cross where someone's going to have a gun where they shouldn't and mm-hmm. probably drink too much when they shouldn't then what, then what happens you know what I mean yeah
0: yeah and you you pray that that everyone's going to be responsible and, and that's one of the, the arguments that CCW carries is you don't know who's carrying so you know you better better act right because someone might might pull out on you
1: right exactly but, and I mean, then that's another thing it's like it's not just one other person with a gun it could be like four other people with a gun you know they're not <laughs> Then already you're out. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like the, uh, the the closing
0: scene in The Office. Murder. <laughs> yeah, the Mexican standoff.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the, the one thing that that the you,
1: like, you'd yeah. be the one with crossbows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, the one thing about um when I when I talked with my when I talked with my coworker about it, and he said like the the last thing he wants to do is pull out his gun, so he tries to do everything he can to protect himself but without pulling out the gun because he doesn't because you don't know what the other person might have so
1: exactly yeah, yeah that's one of my that, that, that's basically what i'm getting at yeah at the same time like you know the, the owner slash you know overseer manager bouncer all in one guy mm-hmm. you figure he's got to have some you know or trust someone to to wield that although you don't want that guy with the uh with the red flag over his head saying yeah he's the guy with the gun you know what I mean? yeah
0: even though it's out there it's <coughs> nothing that ever crosses my mind so i'm never scared to go out you know? or anything
1: yeah I, neither neither am i, I said yeah. like like i said i i know i mean granted yeah you, uh, we go to nightclubs where people are padded down but whatever mm-hmm. uh, you
0: know oh yeah they, people can or, still get shit in right <laughs> we uh, we 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 know enough about um the people in this world to know that there's some clever, sneaky uh, people out there. Right. All right, but uh, let's get into the beer, shall we? Yep. All right, so uh, going off uh, my new moniker in the Arizona craft beer community, um, I have from our friends in Tempe, Arizona, Four Peaks Brewing Company's Hop Knot IPA. Oh, wow. Four Peaks, as we all know, is owned by AB InBev. I don't think I've ever had Four Peaks on the show before. I've had Four Peaks beer, just not on the show. This is a West Coast-style IPA, even though uh, it just uh, it, it gets listed as an APA. Um, it features five American hop varieties woven into the brewing process at seven different interv- intervals <laughs> for a bold hop flavor intertwined with crisp, clean bitterness comes in at 6.7 ABV with an IBU rating of 47. Now, I've had this one before, but I haven't had it in a long time. Um, Usually, the crappier nerds around here, such as myself, eh, we kind of shy away from Four Peaks unless... um, Like, so you're at a stadium and you want want flavor instead of, you know, uh, a light macro. And I'm excited because I haven't used this in a while. My uh, Eagle Cap Off, my bottle opener so uh oh, there on.
1: you
0: go yeah still working perfectly okay what do you got today
1: i have from our friends up in morgan territory <laughs> as the search continues for the perfect summer locker
0: <laughs> this is like that man. have you ever seen that surfing movie endless summer where they just go beach to beach to to look for the perfect wave this kind of reminds me of that a little bit
1: I'm still watching the Never Ending story (laughs) uh, I'll get to that when I get to this okay
0: (laughs) oh just like that meme you posted on your personal IG about the when you're an adult the Never Ending story is the laundry right (laughs) Uh, with two kids man they go they do good I don't know how they—they're so small. Yet they go through more clothes than anybody else.
1: You know? Okay. Total sidebar. You might have to cut this out. Um, I was—I was just going. I was going through my, the bottom of my uh, laundry basket, uh-huh. and I found a shirt—a shirt that I bought my older daughter a long time ago that looked really cute on her. And I forgot it ended up in the hamper because we had to—we had to shower her. We had to clean her off quickly because she spilled all over that day. Mm. And like, you know, I get the shirt out. And, gonna wash it and then wash it and then pull it out and I'm like this does not gonna fit her no more You know, <laughs> <It's been laughs> that <long. laughs> she, literally, she literally only wore it what
0: they grow so fast so it's not like
1: uh yeah
0: it, it only it only takes like two months and then just, sometimes it's done <laughs> right
1: the Cushman is our interpretation of a Munich Hills lager 100% German Weirman malts the Is that the brand?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wireman. Yeah,
1: you just saying that.
0: No, no, no. I mean, like that.
1: that, (laughs) (laughs) That's how you pronounce it. Yeah, it's a it's a white bag with the red, right? Mm -hmm. The red part in the or red letters and. Alright, they're used to build a flavor base that is lightly honeyed with subtle bread notes. Uh, Sapphire, hot is it? Sapphire, hot.
0: Sapphire. Yeah, I don't know if, if. I see it as sapphire. It might be pronounced sapphire. They just—it's like a brand thing. They just spell it different.
1: Right. Uh, Floral/slash citrus are used judiciously in the boil to provide a subtle balance to this easy-drinking beer that has lagered six weeks for smoothness, light-bodied with elevated carbonation. Favorite intensity is low. And without any further ado, Papa. I like the can art too. It's like a little, I don't know. It, it looks like a little uh, camper.
0: Okay. All right. Like, 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 a, like a fifth wheel like or a, a wagon, natural?
1: Like an RV wagon. No, oh, no. Okay. It, it, it's, it, you drive it around yourself. Or you drive it
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to look it up. Uh, Morgan territory. I want to see the, I want to see it. What's it called again?
1: The Cushman Hills Locker. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes US. sense.
0: Cushman, Don't they build uh, RVs?
1: Something like that. I would say uh, like a there's a brand or a or, a, or an outfitter if you will.
0: Uh, yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, I see, I see the the label. Oh, it's a cute little thing. It Looks like an aqua car actually. Exactly. <laughs> uh, awesome. Almost like kind of aqua car and ice cream. Van, uh, <laughs> I don't know why just that front window. All right, uh, let's see this beer though. The Hop Knot, So I, I looked it up because it was bugging me the five different hops that they you just can't just say five hops and just move on. How dare you? Um, the five hops that they use are Bravo, Glacier, Liberty, Simcoe, and Cascade. We so got Simcoe and Cascade to uh, tried and true's. Uh, I'm not familiar w- too much with Bravo, Glacier, and Liberty. I'm sure I've had them before in some beers, but I just couldn't tell you which ones. So, But it's really good. It's nice. It's clean. Uh, it's got uh, some floral. A little bit of dank. A uh, little bit of uh, uh, resininess. Resininess? Re- resinous? Um And also, uh, from the Sipco, you get uh, like a, a bold citrus flavor in there, too. But it's really clean. Really crisp. It, it is... They did a well job they did a very good job of um, crafting this beer even though it is a B and Biff um, it's still a very delicious beer um, I remember the first time I had it I thought it was good I thought it, I thought they did a good job I don't remember the palette of it until right now um, maybe it's just as uh maybe it's like those old memories are coming back from when I first had it but regardless I think this is a, a really well crafted beer very good delicious all right so how's your uh how's your kushman
1: well well you were talking about your beer the uh head on my beer was the <laughs> give me a second okay very german mal- the maltiness is there
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and a very very light very light body light light mouth still still a lot, lot of lot of german notes going like ready ready yeah.
0: Ready, biscuity, all that stuff. How's the uh, the, the finish, though? Is it linger? Is it crisp? It's crisp. Oh, okay. Very nice. I always like the lagers that are crisp. The, the ones that are, maybe it's just me, but the ones that are, like, that linger a little bit, they just remind me more of ales. I, I mean, it, for, for me, I, I like the ones that are crisp and they just end nice and clean. Here's
1: the thing, too, for a beer on this lighter side. It's a 5.3 ABV. It, it, oh. Hey, it feels real light for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Okay, we will rate these later on our untapped portion of the show. So make sure you follow us on untapped and friend us, and we'll friend you back. All right, now it's time for the beer news. All right, I got uh three stories I want to bring up. This first one's a list. Now, don't get upset at me. It's a really short list. In fact, there's only one beer on the list. <laughs> so, I just wanted to uh, get a little rise out of you. But um, This is from 24-7 Wall Street. They went on to Beer Advocate and looked up the lowest rated beer on Beer Advocate. And the, the most of it is all like bluster as far as uh, setting it up talking about how many breweries there are in the US and how people could rate on on Beer Advocate uh, from 1 to 5 and all that stuff in 2. .25 increments. But getting through all that, the lowest rated beer in America, you want any guesses? How about the brand? Just name the brand.
1: Uh, shit.
0: Nope. Think bigger. But like... Very close, very close. It is an AB bev. I'll just, uh, so we won't be here Budweiser. forever. Uh, yeah, but Budweiser, what kind of Budweiser though?
1: Um, Bud Dra. Nope. Oh. Um, Budweiser American Lager?
0: <laughs> no, not that one.
1: Gold night Nitro.
0: No, no, it's not. Zero? this one no it's not even that one but it is a ultra light beer it's the Budweiser select 55
1: oh I remember that
0: yeah uh, coming in at 2.4 percent alcohol by volume it has an average rating of 1.65 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad <laughs> yeah so most of the article is just all uh, giving you the intro like I said about how many breweries and how they're rated and the weight, the weightedness of the rating and all that stuff. But yeah, that's uh, right now as of mid April, 2022, the lowest rated beer in America is Budweiser select 55. And speaking of AB InBev, uh, they are deciding to exit out of Russia. So they are selling their interest in Russia to a Turkish brewer for $1.1 billion. The announcement on Friday by the world's largest brewer based in Belgium comes after similar moves by its rivals Carlsberg and Heineken following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which Moscow dubs, excuse me, Moscow dubs a special operation to demilitarize its neighbor. So in March, AB InBev sought to suspend sales of Bud Brand in Russia and said it would forfeit profits from the AB InBev EFE's joint venture on Friday said it would sell its non-controlling in- interest in the venture and was in active discussions for Anadolu-, Anadolu FS to acquire it. So, and they're serious about leaving Russia, but they just don't want to up and leave all the their assets. They want to sell them. So, that is something. I wonder what the market is like in Russia. I mean, do they sell a lot of AB and Bev beer? I, I don't know. It, the article doesn't go on to say what the what their market share is in Russia, right? And fi- last, but very not least, I uh, just want to talk about a new brewery out there in your neck of the woods. I found a uh, article on San Jose Spotlight. And they uh, spot, they're spotlighting Foxtail Fermentation Project brings unique brews to San Jose. Now, from what I understand, they're taking over the old uh, Santa Clara Valley Brewers, right?
1: I thought it was a different one. That was like fermentation science or something like that.
0: Oh, okay. This is well, you know, yeah. I, I guess I'm I'm wrong. It's uh, at 30 East Santa Clara Street, Suite 120. So yeah, that's that's definitely not the old uh, Santa Clara Valley. Yeah, but uh, the foxtail uh, fermentation—I've seen them on Instagram. In fact, uh, I followed them on Instagram. They had to uh, close, I think, this last weekend because they somebody tested positive for COVID, so they shut down until they can clean out and everything. Um, right. But yeah, the uh, domestic partners Wendy Neff and Felipe Bravo have approached every beer as a learning opportunity. Now, Wendy Neff used to be. Um, the head chef at Superfoods at Facebook headquarters in Menlo Park, where her experiments with fermented foods flourished. At Foxtail, she hopes to give people an opportunity to learn how to incorporate fermented items into their diets. So she's the brains behind the food part of the business of the fermentation project. And Bravo, he is the um, brains behind the beer because he is a... uh, He's worked for several Bay Area breweries, including Original Pattern in Oakland and Fort Point in San Francisco. Um, he studied electrical engineering at Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. And there he began a master thesis exploring the automation of home brewing system. And he's currently enrolled with Professor Foam up there in UC Davis in their master's Master Brewers certifi- uh, Certificate Program. Remember that dude, uh, Professor uh, Foam, I think, uh... What was that on that BrewDog dog that, that highlighted that dude?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Oh. Excuse me while I take a sip. Anyway, so he's uh, he actually is from San Jose. He's um, the article says that his dad owned a toy store and uh, something else in Japantown, in uh, a toy store and a printing shop in Japantown, in downtown San Jose. And um, Neff, though, she, uh, she's from out of town. Doesn't say where she's from, but she moved to San Jose in 2008 and felt like she belonged as soon as she moved here. Um, and so she, uh, she's really excited to bring her ferm- uh, fermented foods to the plate uh, for everybody. And Bravo's excited to um, bring beers to the, uh, to the masses. So they're focused on making this a business for everybody to try and take some of that back. So there you go, a new spot down in downtown San Jose. Well, I don't even know if it's downtown San Jose, but I know it's on Santa Clara Street, which runs through downtown San Jose. So hopefully you could uh, get out there sooner than later and uh, report back on the Foxtail Fermentation Project.
1: Possibly get out there soon. Um, you know, there's I'm not trying to call them out, but there's a there's a new brewery called the uh, Downtown San Jose Brewers. They're, they're not done. In my eyes, they're
0: not done. <laughs> Where are they?
1: Um, the, well, they're on Santa Clara Street, but they're like, uh, they're kind of like, they're, they're like past. I want to say at least past. I know for sure past San Jose State. You know, past 10th Street.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say they're, they're closer to the park, but um, that's neither here nor there. But it's called n- uh, Narrative Fermentations. That that that, that that's the one that took over uh, the old Santa Clara uh, oh, okay. on Alma.
0: Yeah, yeah. Out right. there the in industri- yeah, the industrial area of uh, San Jose. Exactly. That's what I call it anyway. it's, it's more like business park It's not really industrial. That's true. All right. And that's all I have in the beer news because uh, and we, we recorded these two, uh, these latest two, uh, almost back to back. So there's not a lot of news out there right now. Uh, so you know what time it is? <laughs> I think I do. It's time for everyone's favorite <laughs> segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the
1: Cold Brew List.
0: As we, As proceed, proceed, we proceed to give you to what you, to you need,
1: let me ask you this: hmm. Who's going number one in the 2022 2022- episode? Debo
0: Samuel. Whoa! Hey, but <laughs> I hit too close to home.
1: Yeah, I know. That, yeah, that whole situation is getting weird. I, like, to, to, I guess to a lot of people, it came out of nowhere. And I hate all these people saying, oh, all well, the signs were there. It's like, okay, wh- whatever. Yeah, uh, were I mean, they?
0: Why didn't you say anything earlier, the fucker?
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, so with that said, I just have a list of the top, I'm going to do top 12 because, uh, according to NFL.com, these are the highest graded players this year and they're predicted to go in the early rounds or okay. in the early uh, uh, the early first round of the draft I'm trying to say.
0: which happens the uh, was it April 28th was the first round
1: the, when this show drops on Friday it would have been the night okay so do the math <laughs> all right. Alright, so, real quick, I'm going to go from, okay, I don't know what all goes into this, but the the total uh, player grade uh, is from 0 to, I believe it's 0 to 9. Okay. It could be 10, but but in um, 0 means, you know, 0 of course means they're probably not going to make the team, where 9 means uh, there could be a, a generational player that, you know, makes the Hall of Fame and whatnot. And oh, if, okay. uh, and that's the thing, if you're like, I guess, well, they say if, if you have a, 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 grade of six or, or better, you, you uh, you should be a first rounder. Okay. So with that said, I will start, um, cause, uh, there's like four guys with the score of 6.5 or six and a half. Um, that's why I'm doing top 12. All right. So six and a half or better. So, the first is Paylon uh, Burks out of Arkansas. He's a wide receiver. Okay. Um, I didn't watch a lot of college, I could see it. But this guy is Jordan Davis out of Georgia. I remember watching Georgia the championship game. Yeah. Um, and then the, this guy, he's a defensive tackle who was just a a, a freak at the uh, combine. Like his speed, his uh, was. Was unbelievable for for how big he is. What's this guy's name? like? He's like six, uh, Jordan Davis. Okay. Yeah. In fact, go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll bring it up
0: later. I'm uh, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, they say he's kind of yeah. like Akeem Hicks. He's a right. big dude, man. He's three three hundred forty one pounds. Holy crap!
1: Yeah. Did you see his forty ten?
0: Uh, no, it doesn't say it on <laughs> here on this one right here. Oh, there it is, four point seven eight. Holy shit! Yeah. For, for for a three hundred forty-one pound man coming at you that fast.
1: I know, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Next is Derek Dingley Jr. out of LSU. He's a corner.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, best corner in the draft, right? As far as I know.
1: No, there's another.
0: Oh, there's another. Ooh. Yeah. All
1: right. Um. And then uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, uh, Ohio State. He's a wide receiver. He's a he's a six point five grade as well. I
0: don't know why I always want to call baseball. him Garrett, Garrett Morris.
1: Garrett Morrison. <laughs> Garrett Morris. <Wilson.
0: laughs>
1: then moving up, uh-huh. uh huh, to six point seven. We have a center, Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. Oh,
0: um, center, huh? Nice.
1: Yeah, that he's a redshirt junior. That's that's gonna be a an unsexy pick. However, that could be a really, really good pick. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that that's one that might pay off like in like a couple years, like as being the right pick.
1: <laughs> right, and then it'll pay off for it like another seven years after that. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. As long as he stays healthy. I mean, it, I guess you could put that caveat on anybody on this list,
1: right? Uh, so not wishing injury on anyone, but. A healthy Trent McDuffie out of Washington should be a good quarterback. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then here's the corner. Here's the corner that um, a defensive back that had a, a lot of uh, talk was at Sask Gardner Edisons
0: of Oh, okay. I haven't heard that that name actually. I don't know why. All right. Uh, just because I guess maybe because I've I've been looking at Dress and they just uh, didn't have him in the top. Not that he's not good. It's just um. Maybe uh, they the mock drafts I've seen the teams aren't going to pick them up just because they don't need that position right now.
1: Right, right. If, if, how that goes into it. In fact, when when I get done with this list, we'll, we'll talk a little more about that. Okay. So, um, Sauce Gardner again. Uh, he was at a six point. I'm sorry. six point seven two. Where McDuffie and, and Linderbaum were, were six point seven. Mm-hmm. So another guy at six point seven two and I saw a game of his I didn't realize who he was at the time because a uh, guy out of Oregon Kayvon Thibodeau
0: yeah, yeah, I I, I have seen him he's, play
1: yeah. he's a uh, he's an Ed
0: right, he's long and lean
1: right Um. next is Icky Kiwanwu I think that's his name, Hey. he's uh, a of in- North Carolina yeah He's at a North Carolina State. He's an offensive tackle. i seen him in, uh, his, his, his grade is 6.73. i seen him, um, uh, even be, uh, penciled in as the a number one pick.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah, because Jacksonville, right? Jacksonville has a number one pick. Right. So they might want to bolster like, their line.
1: Right. And then, uh, that's another thing Uh, at 6.76 offensive tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama
0: Mm mhm I've seen that guy
1: and then um some names you might know is this guy at 6.8 is Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan defensive end
0: yeah he's pretty badass he's even taller he's pretty taller he's a lot taller than the uh what's the name that other guy the other edge rusher you named uh Thibodeau
1: Thibodeau yeah yeah um, and then uh, the highest graded guy is six point eight one. He's a safety out of Notre Dame, Kyle Hill.
0: Oh wow! Okay,
1: yeah. So a lot of stuff goes into grades. Obviously, uh, well, how the whole eyeball test, how, how they how they did well in games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, stats, uh, measurables, and then you know stuff like football IQ, um, ske- you know schemes they were in. Um, competition they played against. With that said, getting deeper into the draft, I, I love listening to this guy, um, Mike Lombardi. I bring him up quite a bit.
0: Oh yeah, I've, I've read some of his stuff.
1: Yeah, he brings up the old the, the draft board in the war room. There's two boards. There's there's the vertical board. That's the the, the player rankings. You know, you know, like that score. Obviously, 6.8 point the the highest graded player. Right. I mean, again, some people might have maybe. Uh, a guy six point, you know, or yeah, six point eight five, and it's you know, the the, the Michigan kid, that Hutchinson, you know, what I mean, like it's not all, it's not everyone's not in a total agreement,
0: right? Yeah, they all right. everyone's got but, their own uh, ranking systems, so to speak.
1: But what uh, what it comes down to though is okay, so that's that's the vertical board, but then the, the horizontal board is uh, all, all those play, you know, you do all the players score. But then you stretch them out by position horizontally and then you look and you see how many quarterbacks you have that are six above, how many offensive linemen you have that are six above, how many, mm-hmm. you know, it's, so it's kind of like, so that's great and all, but then they're kind of rare. And then the impact, you know, is a six quarterback a better pick for you than a six tight end, right? Okay, yeah. So it, then then you, you start looking at need and whatnot, so... It's interesting how he breaks down the draft. So, you know, not to knock this Kyle Hamilton guy, um, the highest rated player in the draft is a safety. That's not really wowing a lot of people right now. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I haven't really heard his name on the top the top 10 in the mock draft, even though he's uh, rated the highest. And, you know, exactly. I, I think, too, some of it, like the intangible stuff is like, is, is does this player have a high ceiling? Like, is it? does this player still have a lot to learn like what's his drive what's his um his what's his locker room ethic all that stuff leadership uh you know personality i think that has a lot to do with it but i guess the personality and stuff might come out in the the iq test or is that just more of aptitude
1: Uh, it's a little bit of both i guess
0: Hmm. Like, um, uh, like the, the the one thing that soured me on the 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 guy on Jacksonville Lawrence is like he just didn't he didn't care about football. Or, didn't he say something like that before the draft? Like he didn't. Not that uh, he didn't well, care, but he just it's not his life.
1: I well, I think it was in reference to uh, the COVID season. Okay. It's kind of like um like if, if they had to shut down the season because of COVID, he he got it.
0: You know mm. what I mean? I got you. Okay, so. What what I what I got from it I just got it out of context because it made me seem like he wasn't trying to better himself in football he was just doing it just because he was good at it so I, I thought I I felt it was kind of not that he has to be there you know first guy in the building last guy out every it, you don't have to be that but I I would like my quarterback to want to learn as much as he can to to better the team you know what I mean right. But as far as like uh, mock drafts, like uh, who, are you, uh, like I've seen this the the Aiden Hutchinson guy on the top of a lot of drafts.
1: I have too. The conspiracy theorists out there might think uh, that the Hutchinson is going to go to Detroit because he's a Michigan guy. Mm. You know what I'm saying?
0: But who has who has uh, when? Where is Detroit? Is are they the second pick?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so then Jacksonville will take the tackle then.
1: That's what they're yeah they're
0: okay. looking at they're predicting Evan Neal for him. Oh Evan Neal oh, okay I thought maybe Ekwanu yeah. or some.
1: Well that's the thing that's the mock draft I'm looking at right
0: now. Oh okay all right.
1: Um, it is my mock draft I'm just making. It right
0: now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I wonder because you 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 came out with the well your list has all the the grades, uh, the rankings or, or whatever you want to call them the ratings. I wonder if this is the lowest-rated draft as far as that goes, like, you know, combined score or average score, because oh. there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of skill positions that are wowing people right now, especially in the quarterback, um, quarterback
1: column. You know, um, yeah, the quarterback is lagging this year, and, and that's another reason why, um, the nine. you know, teams are aware of that, and I think like one of the reasons the Niners went and, um, did what they did for a trade because they knew if if uh, quarterback was still an issue with the team that you know this year wasn't gonna be the year to address it mm. as well.
0: Wow, so so, so basically they're scouting two or three there's every team probably does it they scout two or three years in advance. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And yeah, that's what next year's looks more promising. Oh, okay. what I heard though too is um Because a lot of guys had extra year because of COVID and stuff like that, but now they're still getting older. A lot of players are coming out where uh, they wouldn't say that the third and fourth round quality is a lot deeper than it it was in the past. Or, you know, the last few drafts. Yeah, okay. And the Ravens, because they have like, they have one, two, three, four, five. They have five picks in the fourth round and uh, two in the third round. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, that, that just gives them a better chance to pull a gem out of that round.
1: Exactly, out of that that, that area. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's like where you build your team is like uh, three through five, right, or three through six rounds. The the rounds three through right.
1: six. Exactly.
0: Um, yeah. So it won't be as exciting. Last year's first round was fucking exciting as hell and we talked about it last year with all the the moves and the jockeying for positions and the blockbuster trades to move up and down and how uh, <laughs> the Cowboys the Giants and Philly were all fucking with each other and it was pretty exciting last year this year it might not be so exciting there, there might not be as many trades up or down like like blockbuster trades up or down there might be you know jockeying for position like one or two spots but that's about it i guess the big news that everyone's talking about is the whole De- Debo Samuel thing. And uh, as we talked about a little last time. Is there any like there's probably not any word right now whether they're going to trade for him, right? Or trade him for any picks this year? Because I don't think the, the 49ers don't have a first round pick unless I'm mistaken.
1: Correct. They don't have a first round pick this year or next mm-hmm. year. Right. So yeah, this whole uh that's the thing. What what is he worth? Is he worth a first rounder? Is I mean, because that's kind of like reverse of the, the Rams theory. Is the you know they're like they're like what 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 the, the general manager manager say? Fuck them picks.
0: Oh yeah, like they rather the first give route? you they yeah.
1: yeah they I mean but granted I mean they didn't just trade for anyone. I mean you know trading a couple of draft picks for Jalen Ramsey that that's an impressive move. You know that definitely paid off for him. Yeah. I don't know if I would have done that for uh, for for Stafford, but they did. You know, of course, they they move off to contract with that as well. Um, so, like uh, a proven receiver like Debo, it's like is the first. Where in the first round is that worth? You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Or um, I mean, I've heard that they my tra- they're trying to trade for <laughs> they're trying to get their two first round first rounders back. That's what I heard. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how true that is, but that would make sense. You know, they they don't have a first this year or next year. If they can get one this year and next year, then then it's kind of like a wash, so to speak. I mean, who knows what those first rounders are going to do, right? But I mean, even though it, so it is, you know it's my team, the Ford ers and I want them to keep him because he's he's a very good football player. I mean, whether he's a wide receiver or running back, whatever you want to categorize him as um he's just a good fucking football player that's all there is to it and yeah. i want to side with the niners but i i gotta be i'm on debo's side man
1: yeah no well there's, there's a lot of stuff too is like you know that's what lombardi said of pro for, for a lot of teams you know that the he's already in the barn it's like well, where are you gonna go are you gonna go with a team that's gonna give you crazy money or a team that has a quarterback that can get the ball because uh, chances are it's either one or, or, it's one or the other yeah. I mean where, where is it you know it's not going to be both because I mean you know the Raiders already traded for you know Jamal Adams uh, and then you know the Devontae
0: like, Adams right yeah that's what I meant yeah
1: Devontae uh, Adams but then so then okay I mean Carr's is a, a decent quarterback and they, and they gave him the extension as well so it's like He's got that, so it's like,
0: oh, and Tyreek Kill got paid.
1: Yeah, Tyreek Kill got paid. Um, of course, the Packers made that deal for a draft pick. You know, what? They don't have money for for Adams, but they got money for Ebo You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't see him going to the Packers.
1: Yeah, but uh, he's
0: yeah,
1: not. They, they... Go ahead. Oh, I mean, the Cowboys cut Amari Cooper. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't have. They don't have money to, to sign Devo.
0: Um, yeah, because they they're the gonna have to sign Lamb probably in the next year or two if they want to keep him. That's why they got rid of yeah. they let Cooper go. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's another thing. Too. They, they got they still got to, you know they still got people to pay. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and then too, what's their draft pick situation like? You know, that's another thing. It's like I get it. First round pick is cool, but for a, a starting. Receiver of, of Debo's caliber, I'm not. I'm not trying to pick 25 overall. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. And then, <laughs> and also the Sears first round, isn't that isn't that great? And there's there's a lot of good wide receivers you can get in the second, third round that might fit Shanahan's uh, game plan. I'm not saying they're gonna be Debo it, quality, but they could pick up some of his minutes.
1: Right. You know, and and like getting Debo the ball as a running back. I mean, that was great. You no, know? however, it's like, what's wrong
0: with the running back? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, uh, that was another thing I was thinking of. Like, maybe he had to get so many touches at running back because Mostert couldn't play. Right. And I mean, Mostert got hurt. Even Debo got hurt. Maybe he wants to get paid before right. he gets like a career ending injury. He just wants to, to make sure he gets his worth. So I, I get it. That's why I'm on Debo's side on this one.
1: Yeah. Or like um well that's another thing. Um Cam, I think the guy from uh Tennessee, AJ Brown.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And uh DK Metcalf, they all have the same agent. Hmm. So uh statistically, uh I, I I heard this too. Statistically, uh Metcalf and Brown have uh, have better career statistics because uh, Debo got hurt uh the season prior to last season. Yeah. Right, so that's the, like the thinking is, if he gets Debo, the biggest deal first, then getting Brown and Metcalf bigger deals. It, it basically, he wants Debo to be the first domino to fall.
0: Okay, and then he has a stronger foot for the other two guys, agent-wise.
1: Right. Yeah, so, yeah. So I really think it's this agent who's really running this this game right now.
0: Could be, man. Could be. Uh, so yeah, are you going to watch first round or are you going to be busy?
1: I should be able to watch it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to watch it too. I, I kind of want to see the pageantry, the whole Las Vegas thing. Are they going to do that, yeah. that stupid boat out in the middle of the water thing that they were talking about a couple years ago? Oh, no, I'm not, I'm
1: not, I don't think I know what
0: you're doing. Oh, okay. I thought they were supposed to do something out. Like, I, I don't know if it was the Bellagio pond or one of the things, a fountain. I thought they were supposed to do some kind of floating platform. Where, they, you know, they're supposed to come out and... it just... It's good for pictures.
1: Oh. Uh, they're supposed to flood the streets like the Ice Cube video. <laughs> That's
0: it. Yeah. Oh, they're man. Gonna,
1: when the... When the... Uh, when the tickets announced, he's going to zip line down Fremont Street.
0: <laughs> That's what we do. uh, throwing silver dollars to the fans in attendance there you go. <laughs> <coughs> so they can go and just spend them right away all right
1: man well that's the gift, all right?
0: yeah there you go uh, that's uh all right thank you for that list this week how's your beer treating you man good yeah same with mine um this one's really good so we're gonna un... we're gonna unrate our beers on tapped no we're gonna rate our beers on untapped right now And I remember what yours was only because I had looked it up just so I could see the label art. So you have the Cushman Hell's Lager by Morgan Territory Brewing Company. Uh, None of our friends have rated it, so we will be the first amongst our friends to rate it. What would you like to rate this beer at? Uh, I think I'm going to go with... uh, I got to go... I'm torn
1: between 3.75 and 4. This one's good. Oh wow. This one's good. It has a little bit more, more flavor than the last one I did. hmm But it is a Hellas Lager, not just a, a just a plain log. Right. So I'll go three seven five.
0: Okay. Three seven five. And what notes would you like to leave?
1: Uh, I'm gonna say Malty.
0: Okay. Malty. Crisp. Crisp and crush a and crush a bull. Uh, there's a little over 200 rating or check-ins on this one with the average rating of 3.72 so you are right there. And a little bump actually. Check in and I had by Four Peaks Brewing their Hop Knot IPA. Uh, like I said I really like this one. I think it's really good. Um I don't know as as it warmed up though it didn't it's uh it's better cold. It's weird. Like uh you know a craft beer you want it just a slightly a bit above refrigeration temperatures as the as the temperature rose it it uh, I don't know. I just uh, I don't know if I taste flaws or whatever just it's not hitting me as nice as it was when it was ice cold. Yeah, I don't know about ice cold, but you know what I mean. When it was colder it was better. So that's that's perplexing me. So I'm I was thinking about 4.0, but now I'm thinking 3.75. It has an overall rating of 3.71. Uh, seven of our friends have rated it for an average of 4.08. See, Jose Alatiste gave it a 4.8. There's that guy, man, with his point, his his tenths of <laughs> his tenths of a rating. Aztec77 gave it 3.75. 3.75. Uh, Professor Bierkowski gave it a three. Not her thing. Maybe she had it a little bit warm like mine. Uh, let's see here. Oh, see, and here's a couple more of uh, by Jose Alatiste. He gives it 4.75 a um, couple other times. So I don't know how he got 4.8 when all of his other ones are 4.75. He checked in a lot on this beer. This must be his go-to. But he has a lot of pictures. Like, he's at, like, a, at a golf course with one. He's at a, a sports grill with one, so... Maybe like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of like you—you you don't want. It. It's the best of uh, best of two evils. You know what I mean? Uh, John Bell gave it a three point five. So uh, let me see here. I'm gonna give it a three point seven five. I'm gonna say it is um, citric. Oops, I spelled citric wrong. Citric and resinous and uh, floral there's a floralities to it maybe that's what it is maybe as it warmed up uh, the floral note isn't really hitting me like it did in the beginning when it was colder all right man so the only thing i really wanted to bring up was the draft and we kind of talked about it um as far as uh like the mock drafts and the uh, and the ratings and all that stuff. So I don't really have much else for this episode. Do you have anything else uh, you like to talk about?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of teams with the uh, multiple first round picks, which is interesting. In fact, okay, I think before the Seattle trade, before Seattle um, traded, no wait, yeah, before Seattle traded Wilson, uh-huh. um, there was like eight teams without a first round draft pick. Oh wow! And then i I forgot how many more teams I, I wanna say or it might have been at the sales or, or there was like I wanna say two more teams with draft pick in the first round, but they weren't their draft pick. They weren't their original draft pick, like so they yeah. traded for that draft pick. Right, yeah. So that makes sense. I don't even know if I said that on the show. Just uh it's interesting how how the uh the assets of a draft uh of draft pick now are, are being treated because it, it it is the uh the inexpensive talent, uh, talent options that a lot of teams are counting on to so they could play a uh veteran
0: yeah what was weird like during the like during the season they were like the end of the, of last season they were kind of keeping track and all those teams with like multiple picks that are gonna be like almost on top of each other like I don't know right. how it played out but I remember like it was like in the top ten like three teams. Had six of the picks.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, both New York teams and Philadelphia had like, like uh, six of the top ten. Like, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> Pretty crazy, um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, football still excites me, man. It's still great.
1: To me, still so that that's, that's that that pressure. You know, you you have three picks in the first round. What if, you know, what if one of them doesn't work out? What if two of them don't work out? What if they're all bust? You know what
0: I mean? Oh man, yeah, we know how that goes. There's a right. whole list. I remember... I think we you did a list one time of the... Maybe it was last year. The, the top bust. The top 10 bust. All right. And uh, number one was Jamarcus Russell. Thank
1: you.
0: <laughs> one more thing. I do want to plug that uh, I did a conversation with the Beer Combo with Amanda Bear Lecter that is actually on YouTube as we sit and speak. It came out this past Tuesday... Um, also, the the podcast version came out too, but yeah, for those of you out there who um, like YouTube and and like to do watch videos, we're there, man. We talked for almost like uh, an hour, twenty hour, hour and a half, just about everything, just about beer and Instagram and yeah, it was fun, it was great. Like, I seriously like. Uh, we were talking, and I looked down, and we were like already like at hour hour fifteen minutes. I'm like, oh shit, we, we've been talking forever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, get there and uh, check that out. And uh, much love to Amanda, and thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we like to wish you
1: cheers until next.